pushes that dog in the window. <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> I do hope that doggie's for sale. If it's 6 p.m. on Thursday, that means it's time for Lehigh Valley Discourse. And we begin with Perspectives by John Pierce. I'm your host. Our engineer this evening is Sarit Lashinsky. And my special guest is Dr. Tracy Hill, who is owner and director of Mediation and Custody Evaluation Services. Tracy, that is a mouthful. Yes, it is. So you have initials for it. We go by the acronym MCES. And Tracy did us the favor of coming all the way from the north side of Bethlehem to the (laughs) south side of Bethlehem to our studios to talk about what Patty Page was singing about. Indeed. A doggy, but not a doggy in the window. In fact, it's a book that Tracy has written with illustrations by Maria Grishkovich. Correct. And it is a short book that you can read in about five minutes. It's titled, The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. What a title. Wow. I never met a dog who told me he wanted to go to church. Well, you've never met Dorado before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dorado is his name. Why, why is his name Dorado? Well, you have to read the book to find <laughs> out. <laughs> She's a tease. Uh, yeah, this it looks like a golden retriever. Correct. Mm, is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you have at home? Actually, it is. Yes. Um, I well, have a mix of a golden and a corgi mix. I see. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I'm a dog person, too, and we have uh, two chows and a mix. So it's uh, great fun having dogs around. Absolutely. My dog's name is Sigmund Freud, and he comes to work a couple days a week at our center. Actually, I've found a testimonial on your website that says, Freud is the best dog ever. He's a treat to have in the counseling session. I just wish I could take him home. (laughs) But you put your foot down, and you're being uh, very stern with your client at that point and saying, no, Freud stays with me. Correct. Okay. His name is Sigmund Freud, not just plain Freud? Sigmund Freud. Oh, boy. Named after the great psychologist. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about your book. What inspired you to write the book in the first place? Sure. So I was living in the Caribbean several years ago for a short period of time, and I had this experience where I would be walking into town every day, and I would see this beautiful little blue church, And every day I walked by the blue church, there was this little dog sitting right outside the blue church. And I always wondered, why was the dog sitting outside the blue church every day? It seemed like the dog wanted to go in. And I always had this compulsion that I wanted to let the dog in the church. But being that I was in another country and it probably wasn't appropriate and I didn't know the ramifications, I walked on. And then years later, um, during the pandemic, that experience resonated with me. And I thought about that dog again. And I thought about why did the dog want to go into the church? And what was the dog looking for? (laughs) 
And it made me realize with the pandemic, a lot of people were experiencing something and they were all searching for something. And it was a difficult time in the world during the pandemic. And so I wrote the uh, story of the dog who wanted to go to church. Comes right out of your personal experience. Exactly. Being in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Is it a religious book then? It is not a religious book. Um, One might call it spiritual. I don't know that it's spiritual or religious. I, I think the book is simply a deeper dive into what someone has inside of them. So is it fair for me to tell our listeners that the end of the book is open-ended, that we really don't know exactly what the dog was looking for? Well, I, I think we do end up kind of knowing what the dog is for, but maybe not what the other character in the book is looking for. Okay, and the other character is? Anne. Who represents you? Well, not really. Um, The concept was based off my experience, but it was not me as the character Anne. All right. So. The dog is looking for something. That's Anne's interpretation. Mm -hmm. Anne is also looking for something. It says right at the beginning of the book that she's looking for something. She's not quite sure what. Exactly. And so people frequently, I think, do go toward religion when they are wondering. Absolutely. About the big questions of life and death and and whatnot. And what is the age range, would you say, for this book? What's your target audience? Yeah, I would say that the age range for the dog who wanted to go to church is any child or adult three and up. And I say three and up because there's a lot of books that are written for children, but also have an adult message. And the dog who wanted to go to church, although it has a a message for a child, it also has a message for anyone who's over the age of three. And so I think it resonates with adults and children alike. I also feel that parents and adults are the ones who choose children's books for children. And so if the book doesn't resonate with an adult, they might not pick it up to read to their child or to their grandchild, as the case may be. Well, while, while we're talking about target audience... Let me tell our listeners that I have a copy of, what did you call it? A a pre-copy. Oh, a draft. A draft. The manuscript draft. A manuscript Mm -hmm. draft. And the illustrations are outstanding. And so this is what I think draws young readers to books. Absolutely. And it's just full of, if you took the square inches of a page, you'd have more illustration than text. Mm -hmm. And so that's perfect for small children. Absolutely. Do you have in your mind an age that a child might be able to read the book for him or herself? That's a really great question, John. I'm assuming, you know, by six or seven that you're able to start reading picture Mm -hmm. books on your own, you know, maybe for faster learners a little bit earlier. But, you know, the average five-year-old is a kindergartner, and they're just starting to put words together. So I'm guessing around six or seven. Do you know of other books that are similar to this one? That's another good question. So so there's some books. One of my perennial favorites is uh, obviously a Dr. Seuss, the, Oh, the Places You'll Go. To me, that's a quintessential college gift for, for young adults, even though it was written for children. It's very similar to The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church because it spans – 
the ages, right? And then the other one is Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz. Uh, oh, yes. A dear friend of mine had compared The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church with Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz because she said it seems like Dorado and the woman are going to the church searching for something. Hey, and we're, they, we're, we're talking Dorothy and Toto here. Exactly. And the <laughs> wizard, of course. Yes. So she was making the comparison of God, you know, or the priest or, or whomever to the wizard and Dorado going to the metaphorical wizard to find what he's searching for. Yes. And so, yeah, I'm thrilled to be in the same sort of genre as The Wizard of Oz or Oh, The Places You'll Go, Dr. Seuss. So right. I think those are similar books. And, and there are many, many other books out there that are written for children, but that also really resonate with adults. When I was a child, and we're going back to the 1940s for this, my mother would read to my brother and me The Wizard of Oz, still have the, the copy of that book, which is well-worn by this time. And she would finish the book. And it's a long book mm-hmm. as opposed to yours, which is a short read. And as soon as she finished it, we want her to start it again. That you, couldn't hear, you couldn't read it enough times. It's funny you say so. that because that's one of my uh, goals is one of my life dreams has always been to publish a, a children's book because one of my life dreams is to have a child say again. When you read a book to a kid, I have children, and when I would read to them and they would say again, again, they want you to read the same book, yes. you know, a hundred times. There's no better joy than that. Right. So, and, and a children's picture book is very specific. And so it's short, but there's a reason, there's a formula. So children's picture books can only be, give or take, 32 pages. And give or take, they also have a a word limit. So give or take, around 1,500 words is the max. You know, give or take, you know, 50, 100 words in either direction. But that's why The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church is short and simple, because it's a formula for all picture books that have ever been written, even, you know, oh, the places you'll go, some of the classics, you know, Alexander in the Very Bad, Horrible Day, 32 yes. pages, a maximum number of words. Yeah. Interesting, yes, right. Mm-hmm. My guest this evening on Perspectives is Dr. Tracy Hill, who is owner and director of Mediation and Custody Evaluation Services. And We are going to talk about her professional life and what those services entail and so on. But she has written a book. Do you you see the the book having any connection with your professional work? I think that there's always a connection in the sense that as an educational psychologist, I do a typically a deeper dive into how people think and feel and act and behave more so than the average person, right? I see I see the nuances of how people think and feel and act. And so I think my writing ref- tries to reflect that where I'll see enough clients that are struggling with a particular issue and think maybe there's a story that needs to be told there to help someone else get through something. As I said, like for the dog who wanted to go to church, it was the pandemic that brought that story out. That was a visceral experience that I had years before, but it was the pandemic of seeing people struggling, struggling with loneliness and community and belief and faith and loneliness and just so many things that that's how the story finally had its roots. Right. This 
This story of yours, um, the dog who wanted to go to church, features this uh, little dog, a very attractive golden retriever, sitting there all alone in front of the church door. So it's the loneliness aspect. And then finally gets to go into the church where there are people, Mm -hmm. and he seems to be very excited to be able to do that. That talks about community. Mm -hmm. I see where you're going with this. Yes. Have you written other books or anything coming out soon? I've written over a dozen, close to three dozen books. Um, But The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church is my first published book. It's hard when you write so much and you're a prolific writer and reader to determine um, what to publish first or not. Yes, I've written different genres. I've written quite a few children's books, but I've also written the middle grade genre, and I've also written some adult work as well. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you get your ideas for your books? Well, the, well, the, the idea for this book, we, you've already told us. Mm-hmm. And how about some other? Do, you, do your counseling sessions bring forth some ideas that you Somet- use? Yeah, sometimes it's a counseling session. And again, sometimes it's a visceral experience. Uh, I wrote a book called Max Does Mad River because I had this experience uh, skiing in Mad River, Vermont, and I went up this little chairlift with this little four-year-old kid named Max, and I was asking him a bunch of questions. And I said to him, what do you hate the most about skiing? And he looked at me and he says, adults like you asking me a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Good for Max. (laughs) Exactly. So sometimes it's issues that are in the counseling center, but sometimes it's just experiences that I've had that I find very quirky and, and fun. I can only hope you did not ask little Max. What do you feel about this no. experience? <laughs> no, huh? No. Okay. Uh, it's time for us to take a break, Tracy. So, dear listeners, uh, stay with us. We are talking this evening about uh, a book called The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. And we're going to tell you how you can get hold of a copy for yourself when we come back from our break. This is Perspectives by John Pierce. Stay with us. WDIY presents a selection of award-winning public affairs programs weeknights from 6 to 7 p.m. Listen to important conversations regarding art, science, politics, and more here in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Check our website for new topics and archive programs. WDIY Public Affairs on 88.1 FM, streaming at WDIY.org, on the app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. That's the name of a book that is just coming out. Dr. Tracy Hill is the author, and the illustrator is uh, Maria Grishkovich. Uh, who has done a splendid job with the illustrations. I wish our listeners could see beautiful color illustrations. And since it takes place in the Caribbean, we're talking about even facades of houses and doors and things that have colors that we really don't see much in the the Lehigh Valley. Maria did a fabulous job of bringing that Caribbean vibe to the book. Exactly. Yeah. How did you get in touch with her? So I, I found Maria. Maria lives in Thailand, and I found her through the site called Fiverr. 
and I interviewed several illustrators, but her work really resonated with me the most. And so I had the same illustration that I had each uh, illustrator do, the exact same one, so I could compare. And then I chose Maria based out of those, and she's been phenomenal to work with. And so do you, do you send the illustrator your text? Mm-hmm. She gets and the then- manuscript with art notes, and then we talk about my ideas, and then she makes it come alive. Yeah. Wow. So it's a back and forth. It takes it, that's the thing is it takes you know, I wrote the book in in a month or two, but because you only get 32 pages and x number of words, each word has to be impactful and you really have to make sure that what you're writing makes sense and there's meaning behind everything. I used Brooke Vitale, who is a very well-known editor for Disney and Penguin Books. She did my editing. Um, But then Maria was the one who I chose for the illustrations. And she was able to back and forth with me over months and months. And actually, it's taken more time with the illustrator than it did with myself and the editor to get the text. And then I'm also working with Alexandra Smith, who lives out in Colorado, She's got a design studio, and she's doing all the layout and the fonts and all that. So it's a collaboration between people to make one simple 32-page book yes. really come to press. Yes, it's, a it's lot. impressive how many people. It's, it's like watching a movie and then seeing the credits roll, and you say, wait a minute. There are 200 people who worked on this movie. Exactly. (laughs) You think it's a simple thing, but really there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of writers that do it all themselves, but I'm not that good. (laughs) So (laughs) I hire people to do what I know I can't do. I stay in my own lane. There you go. Well, your experience tells you that's a good way to go. So how can people get hold of this book, The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church? So they can go on the website, mgspress.us. That's M as in Mary, G as in giraffe, S is in simple, press.us. And they can order a book from there. It'll be less expensive than... The other way is they can buy it in a bookstore and also Amazon. All right. This is a brand new book that we're talking about, folks. And it's ideal for children, ages, preschool. All the way up to 100 years old. Oh, even for adults. Okay. (laughs) How does your writing impact your practice in Bethlehem? Now, let's be specific. Practice of what? So I'm the owner and director of a practice called The full mouthful is Tracy E. Hill, Ph.D. and Associates, LLC. We go by the DBA of Center Street Center because we're located on Center Street in Bethlehem. And part of that is we also have a subsidy called MCES, which you mentioned before, which is Mediation and Custody Evaluation Services. So the writing is – it's connected because – I see so many people in the practice, and we work with so many different populations that oftentimes there's themes that come out over time, right? So today, a big theme that a lot of people are experiencing is loneliness, lack of community, and stress and anxiety. That's probably the top 
on, you know, the mental health lists right now across the country. And so it impacts my writing because I see these things, I do a deeper dive, and then I try to write something about it to help folks in a different kind of way, other than through talk therapy, but through writing stories. And you deal with folks, I imagine, who have had ideas of suicide? Absolutely. I heard something that really shocked me on Terry Gross's show, Fresh Air, uh, this year sometime, and she was interviewing a professor who gives talks about mental health and mental illnesses and whatnot. And when he talks to young people, and we're talking high school age, college age, he says, if I come right out and ask, has anybody ever had a thought about suicide, 90% of the hands go up. It's very sad. And his reasoning, she asked him, why do you ask this for them to reveal this in public? So they won't feel as if they're the only one. Correct. And it's interesting you say that I'm also an adjunct professor at Kutztown University. I run this, this semester. I'm teaching a group class. And we just had this conversation in group class where I talked to the grad students about uh, there's power in group therapy because in group therapy you learn that you're not the only one who has this issue, who's going through this problem. And so there's power in numbers, right, that you feel like you're not alone. You're not the only one who's thinking of killing themselves. You're not the only one who's sad or depressed. You're not the only one who's anxious or stressed. You're not the only one who's lonely. These are universal emotions. These are universal mental health conditions. And so there's power in those groups for people to feel solace that they're not alone. The practice that Dr. Tracy Hill runs in Bethlehem Uh, The website is centerstreetcenter.com. And here's what I found as far as the titles of your topics that you cover. Immigration evaluations, drug and alcohol assessment and counseling, depression and anxiety, trauma and PTSD, relationships, individual couple, family, and group counseling. And then there's a a nice little sense of humor there on your website, Tracy, where you say you talk about cookies. Uh Is this your creation? (laughs) Yes, it is. Listen to this one. This website uses cookies. You can't eat them, and we don't know who bakes them. But they're great while reading The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. (laughs) Get in a plug for the book. Well, you know, every website that you go on, it has that thing that pops up that says there's cookies. Yes. But I don't know what these cookies are, so we have to tell people there's cookies. So I just like to use a little humor and, yeah. I agree with you. I said, people say to me, cookies in the sense of technology, I really don't know. Exactly. So, you also have uh, some testimonials on the website. It was amazing to find a psychologist willing to help nurses in New York City. Although doing it online was different, it helps so much to talk to and connect with Tracy. She gets what we're all going through. Mm -hmm. Can you picture who that was who made that? 
I've worked with so many nurses and okay. health staff in the New York metropolitan area. This was one of many. Yes. During the pandemic, especially, we did a lot of um, volunteer work to help those in, on the front lines because they really suffered. Yes. And we saw that on television segments sometimes in the news. Right. And uh, a tough professional life at that point. Yes. Now, you're a dog lover. We yes. talked about that. Yes. And you have a dog named Sigmund Freud. And one of the comments here, uh, testimony, one of your testimonials is, Freud is the best dog ever, exclamation mark. He's a treat to have in the counseling session. I just wish I could take him home. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular reason that you would have a dog in a counseling session? Well, Sigmund Freud is a well-trained animal. So first of all, he used to be on the on the SISM team. So he does professional work. He's got his own real badge. And having a dog in therapy really helps people, helps calm them down, gives them a sense of calm and peacefulness. Uh, Freud is extremely well-behaved. So he's not jumping. He's not looking to play. He literally is just there for clients who... If they're crying um, or sobbing, he will get up, he will lick their hands or their feet to kind of give them a little bit of extra soothing. So he's a, he's a good person to have in a therapy session. There's a lot of dogs that do good therapy work, and Sigmund Freud is proud to be one of those working dogs. Sigmund Freud is proud. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever have clients who say, I'm afraid of dogs, please take that dog away? I've never had a client say they're afraid of him because he he looks like a mini golden retriever. He's half corgi. So he's small and he's adorable. But I have had clients in the practice, not mine, but mine and others in the practice, because we have several clinicians that work there who are allergic to dogs. And so when that happens, no worries. He stays home that day and he does not come into the office if we know that a client is allergic or afraid of dogs as well. We've never had that yet, but it's possible that it could happen. Dr. Tracy Hill is my guest this evening on Perspectives. And we're talking about a new book that she has written, The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. And it's a short book that is an easy read for adults. And I think an interesting read to test your six or seven-year-old to see about reading skills. The vocabulary is not exotic, but there are some words that are a little bit longer. And so we've been talking about uh, what age is good for readers of this book, or we could say listeners of an adult who's reading the book. Another testimonial on your website, Dr. Hill is the best, exclamation mark, signed by her mother. No, no, that's a joke. Dr. Hill is the best. She asks tough questions to make you think. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Correct. As a therapist? Yes. I want to mention one thing. You you talked about the wording in The Dog Who Wanted to Go to Church. Because I'm an educational psychologist, I don't believe in dummying down for children. And so I use words that I think are the right words. I don't pick words or choose words in my writing that's easy for children because I don't want to dummy down. 
I know that people of all ages, they excel to their own capacity and expectations. And when we expect little, people do little. But when we expect more of people, they rise to those expectations. And so with my writing, I don't choose words that are simple and baby or, or childlike. I use words that really um, make sense to me. Reminds me of a, my sister years ago with her four-year-old, and she was reading the book, and she came across the word, and so he became ill, and she thought, well, my child doesn't know that word, so I'm going to change it. She says, the person became sick, and the child, the four-year-old, corrected her and said, ill, (laughs) because, of course, he had heard it how many times, and this was the wrong word that she chose. She was dumbing down, as she thought. In a, in a healthful way. I have some friends who are pastors, and they might say, the dog who wanted to go to church, let's have some people who want to go to church. Attendance in services is down in these years. And uh, maybe we can take a tip from a dog after Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a very attractive book that I hope our listeners can get a hold of at some point. Dr. Tracy Hill, the dog who wanted to go to church. Thanks so much, Tracy. Our time is up for now. And it was a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Tracy used to uh, host a a radio show, that, uh, and that was We're Listening. Mm -hmm. So it was along psychological lines. Yes, Good for you, and you have all these different uh, activities that you're into, and it was uh, fun to get to know you. John, thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. Thank you. Now, as we go out, Sarit is going to bring back Patty Page, and we're going to find out whether she can buy that doggy in the window. Until we meet again, remember to be gentle with your neighbor. She's that doggy in the window. How much is that doggy in the window? I do hope that doggy is for sale. If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.